Howdy friends, and welcome to the Alt Country Show. I'm your host, Emily Smith. Today we have an interview episode, and we're talking with Indiana Hale about her new album, Yesterday's Glitter, which is out now on Perpetual Doom, one of my favorite labels. I think I mentioned that like 10 times during the interview. (laughs) Maybe not that much, but a lot. The Alt Country Show is coming to you wherever you get your podcasts. But we also do music plus talk episodes, which are basically playlists, but they're not created by AI. They're created by me, an actual human, and I host them. So I talk to you about the music along the way. It's a great way to support emerging artists and hear fantastic new tunes. Those episodes, however, due to the legalities of playing music on podcasts, can only be found on Spotify. That said, they're a lot of fun, so I hope you go check them out. If you want to check out past episodes of the show or see what we've got going on, you can hit us up at altcountryshow.com or find the Alt Country Show on social media, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok now. And we've got a brand new YouTube where we are releasing amazing footage from our first ever Alt Country Showcase, which went down in Nashville this past September during Americana Fest. We had so many amazing artists play and we filmed the whole thing. We just released our first video. It features Willie T. Taylor and we got a lot more where that came from. So go subscribe to our YouTube as well. As I mentioned, it's an interview show today. We're talking with Indiana Hale about her new album, Yesterday's Glitter. Indiana is based in San Francisco, and on this 12-track album, she worked closely with her co-producer, Jason Ciramelli, who also joins us partway through the podcast. The duo really worked their magic on this album, which has been in the works for a while. It's a really unique album. The sound is like nothing I've ever heard. And if you've listened to some of my other interview episodes, that's something I personally look for in a lot of music. I can appreciate traditional sounding music or music that's in fashion as well. But my favorite albums are always the ones that don't really sound like anything else. Of course, there's always influences sprinkled in. This album has a lot of 1950s vibes, but I think with a really modern twist. So on today's episode, we'll learn about Indiana Hale, her background in music, all the many bands both her and Jason are a part of out on the West Coast, their process working together, the background behind some of my favorite tracks on the album, and some really awesome projects that they're working on. Let's get it going. I just wanted to say that I'm, you know, such a huge fan of your new album, Yesterday's Glitter. Before we get into that, I'd love to get to know some of the background of your musical history. When did you start playing music? Yeah, sure. Um, I I guess I've always been a singer. My, my mom put me in a really good children's choir when I was about 10 years old. And then I started taking voice lessons and majored in classical voice in college. Um, And all the while, well, not all the while, not starting from when I was 10, but I started playing in bands um, in my friend Matt McClure's band, like when I was like 18, playing organ. Um, And I didn't get a guitar until I was 23. (laughs) You know, a little bit of a late bloomer on that, but um, yeah, actually Matt McClure gave me his guitar because he thought it was ridiculous that I didn't have one. And 
my other friend, Sean, also gave me a guitar on that same birthday. Um, and then after that, I started, I started writing songs. Um, in the beginning, they were kind of like folky. And then they sort of transformed and, um, yeah, changed a lot over the years into, I guess, what they are now, but they'll probably keep changing. <laughs> right. Um, so I, I was kind of snooping online trying to find some of your older albums. When did you put your first album out? Um, well, my technical first album is a split with Matt McClure, and that came out in like 2003. Okay. And and then um and then the one after that I believe was called Hallelujah and that came out in 2008 and the one after that was just self-titled and that came out um maybe 2017 I don't know it seems to be like 8 or 9 years between albums so you're um, based in San Francisco. Is that where you've always been? Um, I grew up in Orange County. So the so the first first album was sort of uh, recorded down there. Okay. And you do most of your shows on the West Coast. Um, are you planning any tours for this new album? Anything on the horizon with that? Um, you know, I would love to plan a tour. And um, I'd, I'd love to be picked up by another band who is also... T- touring um but I will do a little jog on the west coast um from you know like Bolinas down to LA and then back it's not booked yet but I will working on it yeah yeah (laughs) um the way I found your music was through perpetual doom I think the first thing I saw from you was the Twin Peaks theme song um I love that series that perpetual doom does Um, How did you get connected with Perpetual Doom and how did this album collaboration come about? Um, Yeah, about Twin Peaks, that one. Well, or or, uh, Yesterday's Glitter. Like, I'm not sure which one came first. Were you already talking to them or? um... Um, So I have a few friends on Perpetual Doom. And um, so Graves is, is a band that's on there that I'm friends with and Little Wings as well. Um, Lee Baggett is, they're all, they're all kind of pals. And so I just have been following Perpetual Doom through them. And I reached out to Lou. Um, and then my friend Jess also reached out to Lou and he was maybe hearing it from a few different people. So um, listened to my album and really liked it. And, um, and then, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how I got I actually don't know how I got connected <laughs> with Lou um, for for the uh, oh I do know actually um, my friend Sam does curly cassettes and they are connected they sometimes do a cassette run for uh, and work together with Perpetual Doom um, so Sam was I think putting together a COVID release and so the first thing that I did that was um, Perpetual Doom related was a song called Sleeping In on that COVID compilation. That's a great compilation. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I love Perpetual Doom and everything they do. I feel like Lou just has the best ear. And then on top of that, just so gifted with all the 
artwork and all the different things that they do with video. And I love the, you know, the series that you were a part of um, with the Twin Peaks theme song that the, I can't think of what it's called right now, but the throwback songs to all the TV theme songs. Um, mm -hmm. I just think it's really cool. So you put out yesterday's glitter recently. I always like to hear the background on some of my favorite songs, maybe how they came to be, or um, I always think it's interesting. Like some songs have been in people's like repertoire. They've been playing them out for years and years and years before they put them on an album or maybe in the studio, the song came to them and it's, you know, a new release. I always think that's interesting. Um, mm -hmm. Some of my favorite tracks uh, include um, I Can't Talk to You. Could you tell me a little bit about that song and how, it came to be? Um, yeah. Uh, well, I was at Jason's house and um, and he had just gotten this uh, bass, this little short scale bass. And um, I he was like in the other room cooking and I just started writing that bass line on it. And I'm not I'm actually I'm not sure if it was like as a joke kind of sort of making fun of if one of us is in a in a bad mood and then we um have a <laughs> have a hard time communicating um so I think I was just sort of making fun of that uh, lightly yeah. um I can't talk to you right now um <laughs> and so yeah so I started writing that baseline and was just those are the words some of the words that came out and I decided to run with it and then I started pulling from ideas of other experiences I've had with other people about um, different different ways of not being able to communicate with them. Right. You mentioned playing the bass. You've also mentioned guitar and organ. What all instruments do you play? Um, mostly guitar. I'm sort of learning bass. Um, I feel like I can like write melodic lines like that I can't stop, you know, I can't talk to you baseline. Um, but I'm not as good at, at just playing along with other people. I do play drums, um, in a few other bands as well. What other bands are you in? Uh, um, <laughs> I had to write a list because it's hard for me <laughs> to remember <laughs> all, all of That's the great. bands. <laughs> um, yeah, I love it. <laughs> So I sometimes get to play in Jason's band, which is called Dust Collector. Hi, Jason. Hey, how's it going? Hi, Jason. All right. Nice. Um, and I play drums with my friend Colin Ludlow Matson, and also in a band called Sunday Artist and in a band called Novio Electrico. Sometimes I get to play with my friend Sean, whose band is F Pod B Pod, Michael Musica. Jeff Mahler. <laughs> um, and sometimes I get to play with the blank tapes. Um, that's like mostly it for me. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. Just just a few. <laughs> Jason's oh. list is much longer. <laughs> okay. So Jason Siromelli hey. just joined us. Did I say that right? Yeah, that I is did? correct. Okay. Yeah. So Jason is a producer and engineer that works along with Indiana. Um mm. I guess I'll ask you guys, how did you all connect and when did that um, collaboration between you all start? Hmm. Well, from my perspective, how did we connect? Just through mutual friends, through music, through people that we played with, who played with people that 
played with each other and um, eventually started playing music together in other people's bands and then in each other's bands. And um, I was always just recording lots of music. So probably at some point we were, were like, well, we should just try some recording and see what see what we can find. Hmm. I think the first thing we did was for our friend's Christmas compilation. Um, and we just worked on a song. It's Christmas time. Is that the first thing we did? Close to it. Yeah. <laughs> it might have been. I'll have to check the dates. And how long ago was that? How long have you two been working together? Hmm. Maybe like 2015, 2016. Sounds about right. Yeah. And Jason, what other projects are you a part of? Um. Yeah. Oh, I don't have my list. You don't have a list. <laughs> um, some of these ones. Um, Can you read yeah, them? Yeah. Yep. Those. Those. Those add up. Yeah. You have to say it out loud. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So the blank tapes. Ruby. Ruby never played with them. Um, Asatiga <laughs> just played drums with at a show. Sugar Candy Mountain. Sometimes I'll play guitar with them. Occasionally. Um, the Rustangs just asked me to play drums for them, which I'm trying to figure out if I'm capable of. Um, Natural Bridges is a band I've been playing with for, geez, I don't know, since I was 17 or 18. Um, and that actually Natural Bridges is kind of, I, uh, is to blame for a lot of the people I know and play with just from meeting, uh, Matthew Johnson, um, and playing with him and getting to know his community between here and Portland, which is where I met him, Portland, Oregon. Um, and yeah, I've been playing guitar with my friend Maya in her band and Graves, or he's been putting out music under the name Gary Owens recently. And so I've uh, been playing guitar and sometimes bass or drums for some of his projects. And um, I've got a slew of my own projects going on. Um, and I'm starting to perform some of them too, but a lot of them are kind of recording studio-based things. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so for yesterday's Glitter, um, can you tell me a little bit about the process with you two working together and how that went about? Like, do you just go in the studio and start writing together? Did you come in with songs already prepared? How did that go? Mostly I would write the the foundation, like write the songs and then bring them to Jason and we would um workshop workshop them together okay. like yeah yeah it's a, yeah largely present me with beautiful songs and then we kind of would take it from there and be like well what if we interpreted that with you know a Casio keyboard playing this instead of the guitar and what if you know just kind of substituting and swapping and playing with sound and texture and 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 sort of seeing how those would apply to the to the songs it's mm. a really unique sound that i don't think i don't i can't think of anybody else that sounds like you it's like it it, it has that throwback like 50s feel but then it's you know very current as well um i'm assuming that's something you've developed over the years can you tell me some of your influences and maybe how you've developed this sound through the years? Um, yeah, I don't know how this, how it came about really. Um, I, I sort of imagine that it's because I have so many different influences and maybe also Jason as well. Um, so it's, I, I like, you know, eighties music with the, with tone, with keyboard tones and 
we used a lot of Casios and um, I like a lot of those tones and sounds and then sort of 90s rhythmic harmonic progression um, influence and uh, and then I and and I don't <laughs> and I don't know what this what other song structure um, influence I have but some I'd say like some of my most favorite albums or bands are Beck's like One Foot in the Grave is, mm-hmm. was very influential to me I think um been listening to that since high school and it still hasn't gotten boring or old to me at all and I also really love Young Marble Giants um so melodic bass simple kind of post-punk sounding um and yeah, I'd say I got a lot of influence from them. And I didn't really realize that until recently. Um, and then I think with most of the music I hear, I just, I'll pick out little, little threads from it that I, that I love. And those probably swirl around in my head and come out musically sometimes without really realizing it or recognizing it. Really cool. I was talking about some of my, um, favorite tracks on the album. Another one that I really love is Hello the Words. Could you tell me about the the history behind that song, how that one came to be? Sure. Um, I think so it had been a while since I had seen a lot of my friends in one place. And I went to this sort of epic wedding of my friend um Justin and Lindsay's and um and a lot of my friends were all in one place and it just was such an overwhelmingly wonderful feeling um, to see them. And I, I was feeling very emotional. Like I really need these people in my life. And um, I love my musical community. And, um, and so that song stemmed from that day. Um, And then, yeah, sometimes it's hard to, or, or it's not the right time to, to, um, talk about how meaningful things are to you. I feel like I could be kind of gushy sometimes. And, um, all my friends make fun of me for crying too much. (laughs) (laughs) I'm one of those too. So I totally understand (laughs) probably why I like that song so much. Um, I'm like, I love you guys. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to write a song about it. Yes. I love it. (laughs) Um, and Jason, so in the studio, when Indiana comes to you with these tracks, how do you take it in? And what do you, um, how do you two like work together? Like what would, what was your part in that song? Um, hmm, I'm trying to try and remember for that song. I mean, I, I could be wrong, but I feel like, did you start writing that one at that house in Quincy? I, I, I seem to have a vague recollection or at least having a discussion that may have been a seed that led to the song, you know, because at one point it was called Star Map and it was, oh. it, it was a component about looking at the stars and seeing it as two-dimensional, that, uh, <laughs> um, wow. a, two, a two-dimensional map rather anyway, and there was a component totally of that. Totally forgot about that. <laughs> and, but for me, I feel like it would be, you know, Indiana would bring a song to the table and um it might be keyboard and vocal or guitar and vocal or some of them even were a little more fleshed out where you'd have kind of a demo with some um guitar uh 
drum track, some vocal harmony ideas layered that you'd record and bring. And so for me, it was just kind of um, listening to the song and paying attention to how it made me feel. And then just, ex yeah, exploring possibilities or trying to, you know, trying to both find like, what world can this exist in? Where are we with this song? But then like, how do we make it our own? And so nods to music that we love together or independently of each other. We have a lot of overlap and taste and a lot of different taste where um, we're sort of sharing new music with each other. And, oh, that's cool. Okay, let's try this. Let's try that. And so for Hall of the Words, my main memory was like, oh, I'm okay, I'm going to play bass on this. And... Oh, I have a tendency to just try every single idea I can try to find. And then I'm like, oh, that's way too chaotic. Or like, I'm going to play like way too many notes just to carve out the wrong ones and find the right ones. Yeah. Um, and I can get lost in that sea of possibilities. So it's kind of, uh, yeah, coming up with this way too busy, moving all over the place thing and, and then kind of losing perspective. And then maybe Indiana's like, actually, like, yeah, that's, busy that one, that one. Just, no, that one. just the right way there and not that and let's yeah that one and then so we kind of um, take this piece from that section and that piece from that section and then <laughs> connect them <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have joked that between my neuroses and indiana's uh, intuition we're an unstoppable team <laughs> does it come pretty quick for you all together or like how long was the process of putting this album together I feel I, like it would have been quicker if all the songs were written at the same time, but it took um, a few years to do, um, seems like, maybe a couple of years at least. And then and then we sort of sat on it for another through COVID. <laughs> um, but I feel like each song we would kind of flesh out pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah, definitely. I think when when we're when we're doing it and working it moves fast and ideas are bound to fall and come and and um and then we can take a few weeks before we pick the song back up and so it was over the course of several many years but when we're working in you know in the studio and fleshing it out um ideas it just seems to yeah the ideas just work what if we try you know occasionally we have to spend hours on something and scrap it but what does that look it. like in between like when you have an idea are you guys texting each other or are you like i need to talk to you right now i need to play this for you do you send sound bites how does that work well usually we're in the same room recording it together um and just saying like what if we did this and then and then play it over the song um okay a, a couple times we we've i mean this might be for other projects as well we'll just take the song, send it back and forth, and then um, add, add, I'll do some really crappy recording on my end, like put my phone up to my computer and then try and play over it and then like play that and then record it again. <laughs> really crappy recording of an idea um, and send it to Jason and then we'll get together and, and do something together. Um, what else do we do? Yeah, I mean, there. between the times we're in the same space working together, there's definitely um, 
there definitely can be, uh, you know, try, yeah, trying ideas and sending them or sending references, however specific, you know, might be like, oh, I love how the, what they do in the chorus with this sound here, you know, not, not like, oh, we should do that, but just kind of jumping off points. Or what if we played with having super heavy fuzz power chords, but really gently and beautifully in the background, kind of like this other song or, or like, yeah, let's check out that, um, you know, that uh, what the the strings are doing on, I don't know, a Chet Baker song. And then how do we kind of kind of borrow from that feeling and that emotion? But we don't <laughs> we don't have an orchestra. So let's do that with like guitar feedback and Casio's or or synths or, you know, like a lot of dreaming big and then and then getting creative with our just the two of us and our the means of what we happen to have at hand to try to make those uh convey those big dreams <laughs> um another favorite track of mine is stop freaking out can you tell me a little bit about the history on that one i think that's maybe my favorite song too um <laughs> I don't remember how that came about. Honestly, that's a terrible story. Should I make <laughs> something up? <laughs> no, I, no, no, I do. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe like, what does it mean to you? And um, I don't know. Uh, Any sort of background on it? <laughs> um, well, it's it's a message. It's um, it's sort of like when your when your your person might be like jealous or insecure just to be like yeah you know you gotta just stop freaking out it's all okay we've got a real real true love and it's um beautiful and I'm gonna reassure you I love 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 you <laughs> get it through your thick skull um <laughs> so it's kind of like that and maybe he believes me now okay yeah um, Jason, before you got on the call, we were talking about perpetual doom. I know mm -hmm. some of the artists that were mentioned that you work with are tied into them. Um, mm -hmm. Is that some a type of collaboration that you maybe be working on with for your upcoming releases, your personal music? With perpetual doom? Yeah. Um, I I don't know what the future of that will hold. Well, I do. Uh, there's one thing, one concrete thing, which is a, a song for a compilation that they're doing that I'm working on um, right now that'll, I think, supposed to come out early next month. Um, and that's for part of they're doing uh, uh, Perpetual Doom puts out uh, compilations of covers of TV theme songs. Maybe yeah, we're have about seen. That. yeah, we talked um, about that before you got on. Okay. That's the first time I heard Indiana was her Twin Peaks cover on that. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. And that um, was mostly Jason and I doing that song as well. Yeah, pretty similar approach to how we did the album. Um, that was really fun. Yeah, I love working on that. So I'm doing one of my own. Um, and as far as my personal albums and releases, um, I've I've really only got one that's finished. And I finished it years ago and I've just been sitting on it because well, I don't know what to do with it. So, um, you know, I'll I'll talk to them, see if they uh, are curious. And um, it's really uh, good. And then 
I've got maybe three or four other albums in varying degrees of completion that um, I might, you know, toss their way, see if they're interested, but um, no, no concrete plans. I think that's super cool when like, it's like clicks of friends or music groups, like everybody that plays together kind of all releases on the same label. Like I'm a big fan of Drag City and I feel like they're all kind of tied in together. And I, I always find that interesting. And I just think per- Perpetual Doom, I said this before, is such a cool label. I, I don't think they put out anything that I didn't love. So um, I was just kind of interested if you had any ties in there as well. And I'll be looking looking out uh, for your TV cover. Are you allowed to tell us what it is? Or is that secret? Um, I'm, I'm going to keep it secret right now. But <laughs> I think I heard rumors. I heard rumors. Uh, it'll be uh, listenable on November 2nd. So that's not very long. Okay. Well, we'll but be keeping I gotta, in that. I, gotta, I have to... I have to build a, a um, anticipation. Anticipation is that the thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, perpetual, perpetual Doom is a super cool label, and um, yeah, like likewise, everything they've been putting out is really, really great and cool and interesting, and definitely has that family feeling where I feel like there there have been people we've played shows with who have also put music out on the label, and there's almost like a, like. Oh, we went to high school together, kind of feeling. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> like, oh yeah, you put you have an album out. You know, there's sort of a yeah, familial. Like we don't know each other, but I feel like we're friends, probably. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Our friend or uh this band Ox Meadows, the the main person from that band put out um a perpetual doom spotify playlist and i listened to it the other day and i was like dang this is so good it's so good i've listened to it too so good yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) i really like ox meadows i um i'm starting to get into like ambient country a lot and um it's just kind of new to me and their sound is just so different um yeah yeah they're cool yeah i really like what they're doing um so indiana I mean, you just put out an album. I'm not rushing you to put anything out again, but <laughs> what's on the horizon for you? Do you have more projects in the work, more music you're working on? Yeah. Um, well, we have basically half an album already recorded. Oh, wow. um, yes. <laughs> I wasn't um, going to rush you, but I'll allow it. Okay. Well, I've got a build up. <laughs> I've got quite a build up, actually. We have like a fantasy album to release very soon. Oh. Should be... Uh, that might be more self-released um, okay. that Jason and I did. It's very different from anything I've ever done. Okay. So yeah, can you that's... tell us a little bit about that? What's a fantasy album? <laughs> you go, Jason. Okay. Well, it's kind of um, somewhere between science fiction and fantasy. It's, uh, you know, we our, our, our sort of uh, working title for it was Crystal Caverns, if that illustrates anything. Not the name of it, actually, but just sort of... Um, you know, caves of ice, outer space, fairies, swamp monsters, um, intergalactic uh, travel. Um, when we heard it sounds so cool. What? It's all this inst- is totally different. <laughs> it's all instrumental. Totally different. But, you know, it'll be like 12 minute soundscapes of synths and literal yeah. us just um, bumping crystals together <laughs> for 10 minutes and making fake wind. That was I love the that. next part of that. I think <laughs> both of us on a microphone going. 
trying yeah. so hard not to laugh. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Taking yeah, turns but... breathing. <laughs> yeah. You need to do can... some videos of that. <laughs> Enjoy yeah, that. Get her lightheaded and trying not to pass out. Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that'll come out. I think it'll be, I think the band is called Crystal Whiskers now. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> there's something else. Lots of caverns in already taken. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that, um, so that's a, one of our many side projects. Uh, and other than that, um, Jason has a few different albums coming out and I have finished, uh, you know, we've, we've done maybe half a new album and I think I have a backlog of a bunch more songs that are not, um, totally that are not recorded at all. And I'm like, where, where is the place for these? When do they, when do these come out? Um, but I, you can rush me because I, I feel like it'll come out maybe early next year, spring, okay. if possible. Well, that's exciting. I'm looking really? forward to all of this. Um, maybe mostly Crystal Whiskers. I feel like <laughs> that's a good name and kind of my vibe right now. I don't know. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I've been getting into some different music. So, yeah. Yeah. When we yeah. heard the theme song to Stranger Things, we were like, hey, crap <laughs> we better put that out people are gonna think we're biting it but <laughs> right <laughs> i love it um anything else you guys want to share any fun stories from the studio anything i missed that you wanted to talk about that's a really good question but i, <laughs> I'm sure I know it's kind of hard on the spot but like <laughs> um yeah well i i don't know i think just working on this yesterday's glitter project was such a um such an awesome amazing process that i learned a ton from just in how to how to follow your intuition and how to follow vibe you know over um precision and technique which i have sort of come from a perfectionist background so getting to work with someone else who pushes your um your approach and um was really great and ended up coming up with something to me that's a perfect like yeah I don't know it's like a 60s crooner singing a, at a 80s prom in a dusty garage you know mm -hmm. and um super proud of proud of proud of what we came up with yeah Thank you. definitely thanks thanks for listening yeah it's it's such a cool sound and I know I already said this but I don't think there's anything else like it out there so that's the kind of music I'm always drawn to is when I'm like whoa like I've never heard something like this you know um so it was a really like the second I heard it I was like yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is super cool so um I also have um similar I I feel the same way Jason it was such a wonderful experience working with you you're so talented and such a good listener and I haven't had the experience of recording in the past where I have felt as free and open to um someone else being open to all of the ideas that I could come up with and um being such a good listener and not having an ego 
if I'm like, you know, directing a solo, like do, you know, um, and, um, yeah. So thank you for that. I have, I'm so proud of what we've done and all of the things we keep doing. So, um, it's such a great experience working with you and being able to create something that I feel is closest to me, um, out of everything I've ever done in my past musical experience. So closest to my vision. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, thanks. And it was really cool to see, because your previous album was very live with a full band. You right. know, you wrote the songs and had a group of people, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, you know, manifesting them with you. And uh, which is a amazing, amazing album. Um, and and it was really cool to get to see like, oh, this is what happens when you're let loose with all the things, you know, when you get to be like, no, I want to tr play that. I'm going to try this. I want to, you know, and and so getting to sort of watch your creative spirit permeate all the different nooks gave a different kind of power. Um, and a, a, a very personal feeling one. Thank you. Thank you for for uh, creating that space. That I want to hug you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a sweet moment. <laughs> um, it sounds like you yeah. guys have a really like symbiotic relationship. I'll ask one more question about, you know, the studio. Is there ever times where you butt heads? Like, oh, are you yeah. ever like, I wish it was this way and somebody else wants it to go another way? Or is it usually pretty chill? Oh, we always allow each other to try out things. And um, if there's a strong opinion of like, no, that doesn't work. We're, I feel like we're usually very aligned on it. Um, so if, the, if something's not working, we can both pretty much, we can both pretty much tell. We definitely butt heads um, just in, <laughs> do I keep going on this uh, guitar take or not? <laughs> like sometimes, um, sometimes it can be a little bit um, uh, taxing, I guess, to do multiple, multiple takes in a row or we can throw some tantrums or something if something's not really flowing very well um yeah did i did i say yeah. too much <laughs> no no we'll definitely we'll definitely we definitely get into it <laughs> um, there's not like a ton of super creative differences like that's a terrible idea or what no my vision needs to go this way but just certain yeah, certain parts of the process or 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 the time it takes to be able to see someone else's perspective and vision to the project where you're like, I just I don't see what you're putting, you know, someone has an idea and you're like, I don't see how that makes it any better. And you come back to it 12 hours later and it's like, yeah, no, that's the perfect thing. Of course, I just wasn't able to shift to see. So there's communication and uh, yeah, definitely like um are yeah ironing out things but mostly just kind of yeah workflow and and pushing each other to try to be better versions of each other you know like yeah we can no we we got to keep going we can get that better there's a really cool thing if we just keep 
keep following that trail and encouraging each other whether or not the other person wants it you know so mm-hmm. <laughs> but well, i think so uh, that 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 uh that keeps it uh strong you know <laughs> <laughs> for sure well i want to thank you all for being on the show and um thank you for the album and i'm going to keep my eye out for new music from both of you um if people want to come find you online where's the best place like where are you most active is it instagram twitter for me, it's Instagram. Yeah. Are you out there on the web, Jason? Yeah, I'm 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 still figuring it out. I'm not that good <laughs> at it. But I would say currently the most uh, up to date things are usually Instagram, which is the at symbol dust collector music. Um, and that's where I'll kind of I use that as an avenue just to put out bits and pieces of my music because I don't perform a lot or put it out a lot and then I'll repost other um other projects I'm collaborating on too but that's probably right now probably the best way to find it dust collector is Jason's really hard to find band name okay yeah <laughs> you get a lot of vacuums a lot oh, of no. vacuums <laughs> when you look it of, up of vacuums are like old guys in their garage talking about their wood shop yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm not a big, I wasn't a big social media person. I did this show for 15 years prior to um, the, my company went out of business during the pandemic. So now I'm kind of trying to launch it on my own. Um, And I never did social media. So when I lost that, I lost all everything. I lost all my subscribers. I lost everything when the company went under. So now I'm like, oh, I have to like get on social media now and like put myself Uh. out there. (laughs) I'm very much an introvert. So that's not my my forte but i'm i'm working on it so well i'll share you you. thank you (laughs) (laughs) yeah well i hope you enjoyed our talk today with indiana hale and that you'll go grab her new album yesterday's glitter from perpetual doom go buy the album on Bandcamp. that is a wonderful way to support independent music by buying music you can also stream it as well go find indiana hale on social media and be sure to catch her live if you get a chance we'll be looking out for new music from jason ciramelli as well and their new collaborative project, Crystal Whiskers, which I'm looking forward to. Be sure to find the Alt Country Show online, hit up some of our playlist episodes on Spotify, subscribe to our new YouTube, subscribing, following, sharing, liking, commenting, all that stuff triggers algorithms and means a lot. And I'll see you back here next time.